Hello and welcome to Let's Be Honest. I'm Jess and this is the podcast where I talk about life's toughest topics with lots of different brilliant people. Today's episode is called Let's Talk About Abortion. I'll be joined by Jana Murphy, an OR registered nurse and mother of two boys. Jana's hands-on experience with the process of abortion lends her a unique experience. We'll be diving into a deeply sensitive conversation about the opposing opinions on abortion, the need for adoption to become more available, how we can best support mothers who choose to keep their babies, and the importance of always understanding that we never know someone's full reasoning behind such a personal decision. Welcome to the show. Thank you for listening. Hi, Jana. Welcome to Let's Be Honest. How are you? Hi, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for being here. No problem at all. We're going to talk about something that's really difficult today and a real, um, like a currently difficult topic. America is. Hot topic. Yes, that's exactly the phrase I was looking for. Hot topic. America is up in arms about this. Correct. Which is in fitting with the theme of the podcast because they're already difficult. Let's be honest, right? Yeah. (laughs) Every day or every episode, I'm like, no, this is a real tough one. I'm like, they're all tough ones. So uh, today is let's talk about abortion. Mm -hmm. And you. You've got some personal history because you've worked as a nurse. Was it an OR nurse? Is that the official title? Yes. Um, I'm an RN, um, mm-hmm. bachelor's degree, you know, master's or anything like that. But, yeah, so you would call it an OR circulator. Mm-hmm. But it's a nurse that works in the OR. And basically I run around getting doctors everything they need. Like I'm not scrubbing. I'm not actually in the body, that right. kind of thing. But yeah. I'm in there. Um, yeah. My job is to take care of the patient, make sure the patient is safe mm-hmm. okay and advocate for them if i think the doctor or somebody's doing something that, oh wow you know, i never thought about that yeah. like a nurse being i mean i've heard advocate. some crazy stuff in there really <laughs> yeah. wow that's so fascinating mm-hmm. um i'm interested to hear more about your role in that way because right. i'm looking to potentially get qualified to be a midwife yeah. which is going to be really interesting and i've had a little bit of experience with being mm-hmm. in a clinical situation because i'm a trained doula and i've, right. I've done um, several births, but um, being in an OR, that's that's going to be an interesting right. situation. And as a midwife, I'm not sure you would be in the OR in the sense that I was. Because yeah, that's most of, true. You're focused more on you know natural births and trying mm-hmm. to help them. Yeah. Avoid a C-section, but yeah, but then so, they do yeah. come sometimes mm-hmm. when there's emergency. And I'm emergency not sure ones. if the midwife goes in there or not. To be honest well, with well, you, I guess we'll find out. Oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> so I don't it, think so, in but. addition to being an RN, and and mm-hmm. we'll go into you know the experiences that you've mm-hmm. been a part of. You're also a mum, yeah, and a mum of yes. two, and we've all got our own opinions. Some people's opinion on abortion is that they don't have an opinion. Right. I was doing a little bit of research before we started this episode that the statistic right now is 39% of Americans don't actually have an opinion, which is so interesting to me because it's such, as you said, a hot topic. Mm -hmm. It's in the news all the time. It's so uh, heavily put on this Mm pro-choice and pro-life, but I was like, almost 40%, that's a big chunk of it. That's over Mm -hmm. a third of people that aren't really... carry the yeah. way. Yeah. Um, so would you say you're pro-life or pro-choice? Definitely pro-life, but I think where I'm coming from, and we'll get into that, obviously, mm-hmm. um, where I'm coming from is more of an educational standpoint. Mm-hmm. The majority of people, if you were to interview every single person who had had an abortion or was walking into or out of an abortion clinic, I would bet a lot that they had no idea mm. the basic biology. Like, what does that baby look like at that point? Like, right. are there heartbeats? Are there organs? Is it alive? Is it an actual baby? What do you think it is? Mm-hmm. Is it just a clump of cells, which is kind of what the main, you know, most people you hear that are pro-choice, it's just a clump of cells, you know? Right. And, and I think I've showed you pictures. You, yeah, it's obviously yeah. not. You know, it's, yeah. from a very early standpoint, it's yes. not. And that's kind of where I'm coming from is the educational standpoint. Like, you know, do any of these young women mm-hmm. and girls, yeah. do they have an ultrasound before you do the abortion so that they can actually see their, you know, what's in there? Is mm-hmm. there a heartbeat? You know, there are those t- several extremes of, mm-hmm. I can do whatever I want and right. don't do it. If, you know, you shouldn't do it. You're going to hell. You know, right. I'm kind of, I think I, and I may be wrong but I think maybe I speak for sort of the thoughts on that 40 percent mm-hmm. you're talking about yeah. where you know whether you would do it or not it's not really about whether it should be illegal or not illegal it's about what's right and mm-hmm. the way it's being used maybe sure. it's my problem like yeah. you know and we've talked to it an extent 
before now. And yeah. my biggest problem is using something like abortion as a birth control method is wrong. That, well, that's, that's a different wrong. thing. That's isn't different. It? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, and I'm not talking about people that were raped or in bad situations or anything like that. You know, those are not extreme cases. You know, not to play those off. Those are very important cases, but they're a minority of. Right abortions performed the, yes. the majority of abortions performed are choice and elective and birth control and mm-hmm. it's not right, right that you should protect yourself mm-hmm. for and that's kind of where i'm coming from on and it. if we break down that word of choice even more right. that in extreme situations like incest or rape right. and i don't have the exact statistics Mm-mm. but I, w- I would guess and similar to what you're saying that they're there are lesser amount than people who just right. say, oh, I don't want to be pregnant. Right. There's like, and I, I've looked it up in the past. It's something like incest is extremely extreme. You know, right. it's something like less than 0.03% of, sure. of all abortions. Yeah, that's And so, some of those incidents might not even be reported because, right, correct. you know, we'll, we'll go into... It's embarrassing. I mean. Exactly. The shame surrounding it. And we'll right. go into the, the emotions surrounding mm-hmm. all things reproductive mm-hmm. and with abortion yeah. and pregnancy. But you got to be quite a strong person t- to say somebody in my family has raped me right. and I'm now pregnant. I couldn't imagine. So how many of those instances are going unreported? Right. You know, you, you, you just know, don't there, know. There are cases where that has happened and those people have had those babies, right. you know. And yeah, that is, that's of course I true. Mean, you know, it's... Yeah. So it happens. Yeah. It's, you know, that's, that is in the extreme and, you know, I, I don't... I don't think abortion should be illegal because there are times and places where perhaps it is needed. Mm-hmm. It is life-saving. You know, one of the cases, for example, I was a part of was um, middle middle 30s, early 40s maybe, I'm not sure, lady was pregnant with twins. Mm-hmm. Basically, she found out she had breast cancer and she was pregnant at the same time. Oh, God. So her babies were fine. They were mm-hmm. perfect. But she had to have an abortion because the type of breast cancer that she had, and I believe you call it estrogen positive. I'm not 100% on that. So basically, as the pregnancy progressed, the hormones would have made the cancer grow faster. They would have all died. And mm-hmm. she had a f- couple of children, you know, a few years older. So that oh, was a wow. choice she had to make. And you know, I can't say would I have done the same thing. I can't mm-hmm. say I wouldn't have, but yeah. that's not my place to make. You know, right. it's thing I'm saying where, you know, it mm-hmm. should not be illegal where there's right. repercussions for something like that because how can you tell somebody who's got two small children at home, like, right. you just need to die, mm-hmm. you know? Or, you know, I've been a part of so much stuff at the hospital that is kind of eye-opening. Of and I, Before I worked there, I, as an 18-year-old, let's, let's say from 18 to 25-year-old, I probably, you know, I didn't really think anything about abortion. I thought mm-hmm. kind of what most of the people probably do think. I was like, eh, you know, that's not a baby, doesn't whatever, you know, it doesn't yeah, affect yeah. me if I got pregnant. Maybe I would, maybe I wouldn't. I don't sure. know. As I got older, I was like, yeah, I definitely couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. But then like kind of when it hit me was when I saw some of the stuff I saw in the operating room and I was like, I could never, mm. you know, it was kind of like, yeah. sho- like I was in shock. Yeah. It's trauma Little baby hands and yeah. arms and stuff yeah. like that. And I'm just kind of like, that looks like that. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, it's, yeah. you were, you were getting a literal inside view to what <laughs> right. it was right. really like. And I'm so interested to have this conversation with you mm-hmm. because you and I have known each other for a little while now. Right. And I feel like there's a lot of mutual respect, mm-hmm. but we, would you call yourself a conservative person? Probably. I'm, yeah. I'm more conservative than I am super liberal, but I sure. think I'm kind of in between. Right. Like a, not to put myself in a box, but yeah, like, yeah. you know, libertarianish kind sure. of, like I'm on, Yeah. I'm kind of in the middle. Like I don't like some things, mm-hmm. but I'm like conservative about other things. Right. You know, so. I just think it's really interesting. Um, and th- this is why I love talking to people, especially people that are different mm-hmm. than, you, you know, I'm a extremely liberal mm-hmm. and I would say I'm pro-choice. And I would break that down to say that I'm pro-choice in the way that I believe everybody should make their own choice, mm-hmm. but I personally don't think I would right. have an abortion. And that's kind of how I am to an extent, and mm-hmm. that's probably, you know, that 40% you're talking about. Is right. Before the last, before I had my children, I was sort of like, 
that's their choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't affect me. Right. You know, get into the religious aspect of it. If there's a God, they're the ones going to have to answer to that, sure. not me. Mm-hmm. So I don't care what they do. You were able to be quite detached right, from right. it. But at the same time, I think it's kind of getting a little out of hand now to the point where it's not a birth control method. Having That's a major surgery. You mm-hmm. can affect yourself where you could never have children again. Mm-hmm. You could die still, right. even here in America, having mm-hmm. great health care. Yeah. You could still die from some thing as simple as an abortion. Right. And if somebody is using it as completely as a as a birth, birth yeah. control that where they were in a position where birth control was fully available to them mm-hmm. and we do live in a country where you can get it free. You, you can go to planned parenthood and you can get right. any type of abort uh, right. every type of, of uh, well, contraceptive <laughs> or, or abortions, yeah. What I, I would say that my opinion is if you if you're in a position where you can have access to any type of contraceptive that right. you want mm-hmm. and and you've just chosen not to use it out right. of I didn't want to or lazy, like, unless right? You call it a, call a spade a spade. It's and selfish, then you're being yeah. completely irresponsible exactly. with your own sexual and reproductive health. Right. And then you get pregnant and you realize, and then you just go, oh. Oh, I don't want to get. I don't want to have a baby. I think that is irresponsible. Awful. It's uh, you know if you really think about it, get emotional about it. It's horrendous. Yes, it's your body. You're the vessel. You're you're able to make another being. You mm-hmm. know, and you're just killing it. And mm-hmm. that you know it, it does get very emotional to me. Like as I said, I have two small boys at home, and you know from the second I heard their heartbeats, I was just kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard Liam's heartbeat at seven weeks, six or seven, six weeks. Mm-hmm. It was just like. Like he looked like a sea dragon, mm-hmm. but he had a head, he had arms, yeah. you know, but he was a body, yeah. you know, it, it's not just a clump of anything. Yeah. But the moment of conception is the only time it's a clump of anything sure. where a bunch of cells merging together, yeah. you know, and it's just crazy. And I have friends who've had abortions. Mm-hmm. Some of them don't talk about it mm-hmm. to this day. So one of them has never acknowledged it to me and, but we know it happened, you know, right. <laughs> and, uh, another one, a young girl I know, friends with, she had, she did it at 16, and mm. to this day, every time I see her, she cries. Mm. She's like, I just, I would, you know, the, the one time I saw her, she broke down. She was like, I'd have a two-year-old right now. You wow. know, it, it really eats at her, and mm. something that I've talked about with, like, my mother, who's mm. super conservative, and my family's super conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my mom's like, I know people my age that have done it, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. she was like, they are so regretful. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, if you really want to get crazy, I'm lucky to be. My mother got pregnant with me before she graduated high school, probably Mm. about prom time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, She told me that when she told my father, who was two years older than her, that she was pregnant, and which is kind of emotional and amazing to me because he's not a very emotional, religiously type person. Mm -hmm. He was just like, absolutely not, no abortion. Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, I wouldn't have done that anyway. But, you know, it's just amazing. And Mm -hmm. it's. My dad's not, like I said, he's not super, he's very loving, but, you know, just like not an overly, like, let me give you a hug 24-7 kind of person. So it's hard to explain. No, I understand But, you know, it's, I'm lucky to be here. Mm. You know, if the culture was then like it is now, Mm -hmm. who's to say I would be here? Yeah. And, um, you know, then my kids wouldn't be here. Mm. It's, you know, it's a, it's a circle yeah you know and and i don't fault anybody for your decisions i don't i'm not gonna look down on you for making judgment, that decision. Blame, Judge, i'm not yeah. judgmental but at the same time like if you've done it once you know mm-hmm. i have a friend like you did it when you're 18 mm-hmm. okay if you've done it again two or three months later because you got pregnant again mm-hmm. now we got a problem like right. you know like educate yourself honey yeah I think there's a whole, this conversation is is just placed on a huge spectrum of why people do it. Mm -hmm. Um, The education behind it, concept of safe abortions versus unsafe abortions. There's so much to talk about. And I think that's why it's such a hot topic is because it's so emotionally complex, as you very smartly pointed Mm -hmm. out, that that it's not a black and white issue. It's not an emotionless issue. It's a rainbow of issues. Yes. Why women do it, it's different for each person. Right. You know, and there's there's the fear fear of how am I supposed to raise this baby because my situation is X, Y, and Z. And what if there's no financial viability? Like people feel different types of desperation. Mm -hmm. And I think the thing that's difficult is when we start getting into, well, you can do it with these, these, and these parameters, but not the rest. Because you can't put... You can't put it in a box, for mm-hmm. lack of a better term. I mean, I have a friend who's a couple years older than me. She got pregnant from a one-night stand. She now mm-hmm. has an amazing four-year-old who's smart as a whip. Mm-hmm. She did not have a stable job at the time. Mm-hmm. She's a completely single mother, doesn't have family here. Only thing she has is friends. She did it. 
she she went out with us still when we were still all partying and went home to her child and took care of him, you know, and got babysitters. And, you know, it can be done if you want to do it. It's kind of one of those things where you make your own choice. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if you want something, you're mm-hmm. going to get it. You know, mm-hmm. you're, if you want something bad enough, you're going to do it. Yeah. And unless you've tried something, you can't really make an excuse yeah. of, well, you know, this, this, this. Yeah. And like I said, I'm not, you know, I'm not judging anybody, but some of the excuses out there, you know, and some of the mm-hmm. reasonings are... I've seen people do it, you mm-hmm. know, so it's and, and that might not be for everybody, you know, I mean, it's interesting it's how crazy. we within um, the law mm-hmm. and we're in the United States and, you know, this is the same everywhere as far as uh, I'm aware mm-hmm. that within the crime of, of first degree murder, there's no part of the law that says, well, it's legal if x y and z like if if the person has raped a family member of yours or they've (laughs) stolen from you but unless it fits that criteria don't do it but with an abortion we say it's legal up to and i think the maximum length in the u.s is 26 weeks or 34 weeks in some states and do you know what that looks like I've been doing some research. 34 week old is like a three or a four pound fully formed mm-hmm. child. Yeah. A, I have a friend who just had a baby at 35, 36 weeks. Yeah. She was five pounds. Because the law is uh, for each state, they say it's when the fetus is viable outside. That's 28, 28, 28 to 29. Okay. So, you know, when they're able, possibly able to breathe outside mm-hmm. of the body. But, yeah. you know, they're still fully formed. Yeah. That is another life. And that's yeah. kind of where I come from, it, from the education standpoint is that that's what bugs me is people mm-hmm. aren't being told the truth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you want to go in there and see an ultrasound and see that that thing, mm-hmm. you want to call it, you want to detach yourself, looks like a human baby, has a heartbeat, has a brain, has organs, feels things, mm-hmm. responds to stimuli. If you shine a light in your belly, it'll move. If mm-hmm. you poke them, they'll smack you back. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to sit there and you want to see all that and you still want to make that choice, all right. That's, right. that's on you. Sure. But... You know, to to perform these things on uneducated people, I think is a disservice. Mm-hmm. I think that it's those people don't understand what yeah. they're doing, especially young girls. Yeah. You know, eighteen to twenty-five or mm-hmm. even younger. And if they they're doing no it because idea. they feel they have no other choice, right. or they're doing it out of fear, right. they're going to regret that yeah. the rest of their lives. I mean, that's, it, that's eat the at hard them. part. Especially when they get old enough mm-hmm. to understand what happened to them and what whatever else. I think so many people who do it because we're in this age now where there's people like Rose McGowan who mm-hmm. if I'm totally honest it's extremely annoying to me because she's just her. she's or Alyssa Milano she's just too in your face about it but there are a lot of women who say you know I'm grateful for my abortion because xyz and there's got to be some sense of detachment because we're sitting mm-hmm. here saying you know you've killed a baby or it's yeah, a human yeah. they're not they, they cannot don't. be looking at it like that well it's got not... to be some detached oh well that's yeah. just a thing Get Get rid right, of it, you know. exactly. That's the culture, and that's what we have put out, or we haven't, but you know, the world has put out there. And those celebrities promoting abortions that enrages me mm-hmm. because you know what? If you did it and it made your life better, and you're where you are today, making twenty million a movie because you had an abortion ten years ago, power to you. But don't go on TV or your soapbox on social media and mm-hmm. be like, "The abortion was the best thing that happened to me." It does because seem quite callous and emotional. You're glamorizing it. You're mm-hmm. making like a little sixteen-year-old or 18-year-old girls, 25-year-old women mm-hmm. out there be like, oh, I'll just get an abortion if I get right. pregnant. You know, that's not, that's awful. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's awful. Yeah. It's, I totally hear horrendous. that that is how you feel and I don't, yeah. I don't judge you and blame you for it. And as I said, I... I am pro-choice mm-hmm. in the way that I don't believe I can tell anyone what to do because yeah. if a young woman who is impoverished and without family is at a point where she thinks she cannot raise a child, mm-hmm. whether or not there truly are resources available right. to her, I do not live in that situation, so yeah. I don't feel like I can judge her. I don't her. either. I've never had been in that situation. Mm-hmm. I, and Like I said, when I was 18, I thought to myself, I would probably have an right. abortion. But knowing but what this, I know now... Mm-hmm. And being educated as a nurse, mm-hmm. I see where like, holy cow, yeah, you know, the impact. I didn't know. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, even if you are 16 and impoverished or 18 mm-hmm. and, you know, you just don't see any way out. If you want to make that choice, that's still your choice. 100%. Right. Yeah. I feel like a lot of those people that are making those choices and to say again, are uneducated. Yeah. Not to say they're stupid or, you know, mm-hmm. like, well, like everything uneducated. comes I'm down saying, to education. And I'm saying like they don't realize what they are doing. 
They do not, they don't get an ultrasound Mm -hmm. before an abortion. Mm -hmm. They just literally go in an abortion clinic and have an abortion. You don't get an ultrasound. You don't see a heartbeat or hear Mm -hmm. a heartbeat. That would probably change a lot of people's minds. I would agree with you. And that's just my point is like, you know, if you still want to do it after all that, Mm -hmm. I could care less. But I think that you should be not forced, but you Mm -hmm. should be educated. You should see that. I mean, have you ever been to the bodies exhibit? Yes, I went. I went actually when it was in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because the section where they're doing about fetuses fetuses. and and blocked off. Well, they they have a poster on the door that says basically this is what's behind this door. Enter if you dare. Yeah, if you want to, (laughs) please go through the door. If not, you can you can turn right and skip it. And it's just interesting how it's that heated. And I think Mm -hmm. we could go on and on about pro-life versus versus pro-choice and and the feelings around Mm -hmm. it. I think it ultimately comes down to for me um, if you want to live in a country where there's liberation and freedom Mm -hmm. and the pursuit of that and and happiness for everyone you you have to have rules that keep the citizens safe Mm -hmm. but when it comes down to being moral yeah i truly believe in the separation of state and church yeah i don't you know i don't think it should be banned for a religious reason i don't think it should be a religious thing at all and you know, basically the reason this is such a hot topic is because, let's be honest, we're women. Mm-hmm. We don't like to be told what to do. Right. And that's well, all we, this is how, honestly about. How many centuries and <laughs> right. millennia have we been oppressed? Well, I, for, I for sure agree. You know. But, you know, that's basically what this is about is I don't want to be told what to do by a man. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I, I have no qualms about that. I don't mm-hmm. like to be told what to do. Don't get me wrong at mm-hmm. all. And like I said, I still don't. I don't agree with it being used as abortion whatsoever. Absolutely. Do you mean birth control? Yeah. Is that what I said? Good yeah. look. Um, yeah, Abortion I don't. should not be used for as sole purpose. Birth control. <laughs> um, I, I, hands down, there's not change. You're not changing my mind on that. Mm-hmm. But I still don't think it's my place to be. Like, I agree it's illegal. with you on that. You know I think, I mean? even though despite our somewhat differences, right. I completely agree with you that it should not be used as just birth control. Right. Like you should have put a condom that's, on, that's or you should have whatever. Yeah. And I totally agree with you that it should be legal for people the room for people to make those choices and with with it being illegal after a certain amount of Mm -hmm. weeks even though I am pro-choice I feel comfortable with that limitation I I do think that is there is something about me that if if somebody got an abortion at say like six six or eight weeks where it you know you can see that there's physical formations happening Mm -hmm. but it's definitely not viable I'm able to detach from that much easier than if it was like six seven months old baby where it could completely and there are states that allow it up to the time of birth I do feel uncomfortable with that let's get into that a little bit as the nurse and about my experience let's talk about that a little bit the states that allow it up to the moment of birth I'm not sure what their processes are because Mm -hmm. I don't live in one of those states and I would not be a part of that whatsoever do you know which states they are? Um, I think New York and California, off the top of my head. Okay. So some of the most liberal places around. Right. Um, there's a couple more. I'm not positive what they are. I have some facts here. Do you want some facts? Yeah, this is. is from the New York Times. So currently, um, there is no restriction, which means there's no legality right. surrounding it in the following states. Alaska, Colorado, Washington, D.C., Mississippi. That's fascinating Shocking. To me. New Hampshire, New Jersey, New Mexico, Oregon, Vermont, and West Virginia. There you go. Isn't that amazing? So basically what that means is, so let's say, you know, you're nine months pregnant, you're a week out, maybe maybe you're about to have the baby. Let's just say baby's daddy is like, you know what, I don't want this. And you're like, well, I don't want this baby. So they can go in there and they can inject something like a, there's chemical solutions, saline solutions, it's different types of abortions. Mm-hmm. And I don't have my... Does it stop the heart? No. Some of them basically scald the baby to death, basically. Oh, stuff like that. So let's say that baby pops out. It lays there on the table and the nurses and the doctors are not allowed to touch it. It suffocates or just dies on a table. Would it, because would they it be are like not, a C-section that they no, come out? No, they So just, they would induce like, them Sometimes with, like, these late-term abortions, well, no, just... In, in general, sometimes these late-term abortions like that can cause you to expel the baby, can cause you to have labor, and the baby will come out vaginally. Um, so the cervix would just dilate and the baby would baby just would come be out. expelled. Yeah. So, you know, the baby's laying there with its skin scalding off or whatever else, you know, and I'm not educated on the late-term stuff whatsoever, but I know that there have been cases of people that are my age or older that are alive who That's have so these, severe and extreme. Have these crazy extreme saline, some sort of saline solution, I'll be honest with you. I do not know. That's 
I'm uneducated on that. But like in that moment, here's what I'm thinking is, if you're a week out, why would you not just say, you know what, we're not going to keep this baby. We're going to give it up for adoption. Like Like, that just seems horrific and barbaric. I have having problems with infertility. Yeah, that's the other thing is there's so many women who have miscarriages and want to get pregnant. Well, why do women have to bear children and why do they have to have this responsibility? Like, you know, because we're able. Nobody else can do it. Right. You know, I mean, but there's so many people people when I'm being objective oh, yeah. here that people who say well just because we can doesn't mean we should well, don't. you know then mm-hmm. don't you know that right. the, the argument to that is if you don't want children if you don't want to be ever pregnant mm-hmm. use birth control right go get a hysterectomy you know there's things you can do if you don't want to be pregnant mm-hmm. I mean there's injections there's implants there's pills there's but what about and again just being devil's oh, advocate when when what about a woman who's on the pill and used a condom and been as safe as possible and it doesn't work. I have no explanation for that other than you got to look somewhere for that. Is it a miracle? Is it right. is it meant mm-hmm. to be, mm-hmm. you know, in quotes? I, I mean, I don't have an explanation for that. I right. don't. I know that it's not easy to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. It It's not, peop, you know, a lot of people think, oh, you just had sex one time, now you're pregnant. Well, you are a fertile myrtle, let me tell you. Because... My mum tells me that all the time. Yeah. She's like, we tried one time, bam, then I was pregnant. Well, you know, I was this, like, well, you know that's not common, that's right? That's not common. I have friends who've tried for years. Yeah. I have friends that are trying in veto. Yeah. I, I tried, I was off birth control from my wedding until six or seven months later, and it still took us four months. Mm. You know, we weren't trying to start with, but when we were actively trying, it took four months. Mm-hmm. Second time, bam, one time. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> really? Yeah. So it's, you know, after you've been pregnant once, I hear that your body's kind of like, oh, hey, I know what I'm doing. Okay. Let me, let me just. We're doing you know, it again. Go, go on then. Yeah. <laughs> but, um. You know, at the end of the day, you can argue it back and forth. Mm -hmm. But like I said, I'm not here to tell somebody what else they can do. I completely agree with that. But what I will tell you is what I've seen. Mm. And I've seen, they call it, so if you have an abortion or if you have a miscarriage that doesn't come out, it's retained, so meaning it stayed in the body, but Mm -hmm. your baby's dead, Um, they call it a DNC. And I can't pronounce the actual word. <laughs> it just tongue ties me bad, so I'm just going to call it DNC. It's D and C, not D and C. So it's dilation and cartridge or something like okay, that. Okay, we'll go it with that. It tongue ties me. Sure. Um, so it's a procedure where it's a little vacuum. It's the typical abortion procedure. They vacuum out the contents that are inside of your uterus. Do they have to dilate your cervix a to little do bit? That? Yeah. So they knock you out. That's um, painful. Give you, yeah, it hurts. Um, Just having your cervix dilated, dilated a for an IUD is the worst. Yeah. Ow. Yeah. <laughs> so they go in there and they suck out all the contents, and you mm. can do that up to a certain period. So I've seen a lot of miscarriages, and they honestly don't bother me. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I'm helping the woman. You know, you you've lost your baby. Now baby. with a miscarriage and tell me if you know as a nurse so if a baby's miscarried it means the baby is no longer alive right now a miscarriage can happen I know it's common to happen before mm-hmm. before the 12 week mark right. but it can happen after can. but does that mean that the cells break down and it becomes like a just a no. the, the it, baby is fully formed yes okay. in extreme cases when it's been in there and maybe you didn't know mm. yes it can decay and it's a blob but um if you know, you were at your regular doctor's visit, you know, and this happened to my friend. She was eight weeks pregnant, went to the doctor, and they couldn't find the heartbeat, so she had to have a DNC. I don't go into details and tell her what it was. You know, she has no idea. She's a pro, super pro-choice, liberal person, mm-hmm. completely polar opposite of me, and it's just not my place. Like, that's, if you want to know, you know, I'll tell you. But were you I, in there with, with no. her for the oh, procedure? No, no, no. no, no okay. absolutely not. You know, even then, even those early six, eight, nine, ten, especially ten, eleven, twelve. Mm-hmm. I've seen body parts mm. and we're not talking, you know, seahorses here. Well, I mean, I've seen a hand that's, I can't even tell you how small it is, but mm. I've seen a little arm and a hand and I showed you that one picture that was like mm. an eight week or yeah. They have to look through the contents. The doctors have to look through the contents to see if they've got it all basically. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they can pick out hands and feet mm-hmm. and arms and legs and, mm-hmm. you know, the head basically at that point just gets completely mushed and sucked up. Mm-hmm. So when you're, you know, after 12 weeks, you're getting older, um, up until a certain point, you can't use the suction machine anymore. Going back to the suction machine real quick, some why it's so disturbing to me is, you know, I've seen an abortion like that, the first abortion I'd ever seen. Um, the doctor come in, you know, the, they had come up with some diagnosis or they said the baby didn't form kidneys, so we're going to do an abortion. But and was that the truth? I, I don't know. A lot of doctors will make things like that in states that don't really allow elective to abortions. To help the woman out to with her help, choice. Yeah, and the woman was very happy, smiling over mm. there. 
mm. already has six or eight kids. So, oh gosh, um, she was not upset. Okay, you know, so it just kind of. So there might have been a little I, bit of right. uh, falsification. Right, so it's not a word. I just made it up. <laughs> it is a word. okay. Good. But um, so this doctor, you know, he got the all the body out but the head, and you oh, know, he's God. sitting there and with the suction machine in the woman, and he's like, "Come here, you little sucker!" You know, <gasps> and he's trying to get the head, and then he gosh, finally, talk about detachment. Exactly, and that's that's what bothers me. That's How why I'm so she? crazy. Uh, 13 weeks. So finally, then they'll reach up there with an instrument and crush the head and then suck it out. So th- that's what people don't don't hear. People don't want to hear and they don't know about the yeah. actual process. So we're getting a little bit older here. Mm-hmm. Now you can't use a suction machine. You know what you have to do? They have these big ginormous scissory looking things that are four to six inches long that have teeth like alligators on them. They lock together when you close them. So they reach up in there and they grab whatever they can grab and they pull and they pull it apart while the child is still alive oh if you're doing an abortion. God. You know, they want to make the argument that the babies can't feel anything. Horse crap. Because you can poke your belly and get stuff kicked back. They can feel things. You know, and if they're aware of their outer outer stimuli, they certainly can feel pain. Mm. You know, and that just blows my mind to even make that assumption without any scientific evidence that they actually can't feel pain. Yeah. So they rip body parts off until they get them all out. And like the same thing, they reach in there and they crush the head and then pull that out. Now, did you have your feelings that you have now when you went into that situation? Or did that make you change your mind? That, you know, I honestly had no idea. I was assigned to that case and I had no idea what I was going into. I was just, I was, I mean, 24, 25, maybe maybe, 25, 26, actually. Maybe I was up here in 11, so I don't know how old I was. Maybe 26, 27. So, you know, going into it, I had no idea. actually for lack of a better term curious right you know um, like, oh this is something i'm not seeing it's right. medical and i'm very i love medical things things don't gross me out yeah. I, I mean i love i love stuff you know mm. like that and it's very interesting to me so i went in you know and i saw that and i was just kind of like uh-uh i got out i had to call them i was like you got to send somebody else in here i can't do this and what was the general energy or atmosphere in the room were most people just very medical about it or, yeah or? yeah there are some nurses that could not care less so the, really? at, at our job we had a list like if if, if you refuse to do abortion cases mm. and then you would be on that list and they would not, they would send somebody else and they would do it. And there were lots of nurses that could not care less. And Mm. there were lots of nurses that refused to do it. Yeah. And I have no problems with a miscarriage. I mean, that lady needs help. You know, that baby's gone. I have no problems. There's a different set of emotions behind that. I feel sad for them. I I can't feel, I can't feel empathy. From what I've seen and how I just feel and how hearing my own children's heartbeats made me Mm. feel, Mm. I cannot feel empathy for somebody who's choosing that. I'm sorry. I don't judge you, but I can't feel empathy for you. you It's just so unfathomable to you. Right. It's just, and I've been put in a situation where my last pregnancy, I was, they did like an early screen Mm -hmm. and they basically told me that something was wrong with my child. I just kind of was in shock. I went through all kinds of a range of emotions. So they told me that my youngest son, he had this screen show up abnormal and most babies with this high as his either don't survive or come out severely deformed. So, you know, she's like, let me set you up real quick with um, the specialist, pediatric specialist and everything. I'm like, all right, well, you know, I go in there and I had to go all alone because we didn't have anybody to watch our older son and my husband had to stay with him. So, you know, I'm crying, I'm upset and depressed and just miserable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they come in there and they're like, yeah, there's basically what it is, is they were showing that there was a large amount of fluid in his neck cavity Mm -hmm. is behind between his spine and his, the back of his skin. So usually that can show that there's a lot of chromosome abnormalities. So, you know, they can be severely deformed from just all kinds of different, um, like genetic, genetic abnormalities, Mm -hmm. you know, anything from being a cyclops, which is the most severe, which you usually don't survive that, you know, it's severely maldeformed. I've never even seen that. I mean, I don't think anybody has. Yeah. I've seen it in a book, but, um, you know, to, maybe down syndrome or something mm-hmm. mild but we had already had a test done for the uh, sex of the baby and for the down syndrome called a harmony so all that was negative so basically our options were he was normal or he was going to be severely deformed so that you know raised my depression level even more and so i went in basically i was offered this test and 
So this test, chronic villus sampling, goes in and tests cells out of the uh, placenta. And um, basically, it can tell you roundabout if there's something wrong. Well, it's mm-hmm. not super accurate. It can high probability of causing a miscarriage because you're messing in there, you know. So mm. I basically was talking to the doctor. I was like, look, I'm not aborting this baby. I can't do it. I don't, you know, he can just mm-hmm. be born and die if he's something's wrong with him. So why should I do this test over the amniocentesis test, which is also a test that they stick a needle through your abdomen and they suck out um, the pl- the fluid, the, the amniotic, amniotic fluid amniotic and fluid. test that way. Mm. And he goes, there's no reason to do this test if you're not going to abort that baby mm-hmm. because that's why this one's offered so early so you can still abort and I was like all right well I'm not doing the test that's interesting so I came back at 20 weeks mm-hmm. and I did the test and it showed that Austin was 100% completely normal his chromosomes are 100% normal we also went as far as to do some extra genetic testing and um, all of that showed that his genetics are completely normal there's no mutations whatsoever so he's more like perfect than any of us you know mm-hmm. the mayor my husband are and so you know a lot of people we have good insurance we have the funds to pay for these tests but mm-hmm. a lot of people aren't what about aren't people able to yeah. and I, you know so that kind of stuff like what if i'd have aborted that baby you know what if i'd have been in that situation mm-hmm. where i you know didn't feel like i could even deal with it and there's yeah. probably a lot of cases like that that happen that people right. get scared because the doctor told them there's a 60 percent chance that your baby's not going to be normal that's just well it, i think it all comes awful. down to education mm-hmm. exposure mm-hmm. and accessibility to right. healthcare. those are all right. big things i mean gosh i need to do an episode called let's talk about healthcare." I like, mean, don't me, even get me started on let healthcare. me it's ridiculous let me get that done <laughs> and i come from a country where we have the national mm-hmm. healthcare system was it service the nhs my father i guess it's two years ago now had open heart surgery mm-hmm. didn't pay a penny yeah you don't pay if you have to call an ambulance children don't pay for anything but then when you turn 18 adults have to pay right. for um dentistry work and medicine everything else is yeah. you know and of course we do have higher taxes right but Much we higher. yeah but i remember in schools and i don't know what it's like here because i didn't go to school in the u.s but we had constant education about sexual health we mm-hmm. didn't just have the abstinence is the way we, we had that here we had a little room in our school and and mm-hmm. this was the model for most schools where you could go and you could get condoms you could get um, counseling, you could get all of this education, and I think it was just a different mindset. It, it, it is, and I'm not sure. I've only ever lived in Georgia. Mm-hmm. I've only ever lived in South Georgia, which is a lot different than North Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, South Georgia is extremely conservative. Mm-hmm. South Georgia is a lot different. I, I was not exposed to a quarter of the things I've been exposed to up here growing right. up down there. Yeah, and I still have the same mindset. You know, yeah. so I'm not a loony. You know, Bible thumper throwing my Bible at you saying don't have an abortion <laughs> or anything else, you know. Um, I'm and, But interesting you say that because even though I really am aggravated by people like that, yeah. I am fully aware that those people who are completely nuts, well, they, they completely think they're right. They do. They, I, I they, are, they totally think that they are doing the right thing. They right. fully believe what they believe, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I get that that's their conviction. I don't right. agree with it and I'm not mm-hmm. following suit, but I do I do get that. Um, the other thing that popped into my mind is, is just sort of um, processing everything we've been talking about because we've had the conversation where it's like, is it right? Is it wrong? Do right. we judge? Do we not? Should it be legal? Should it be not? And we've we've gone through all of that. And the thing that popped into my head is that when when women say we don't want to be told what to do, mm-hmm. I do, and I think we're in agreement that it's an individual choice. Oh yeah. And whatever repercussions or consequences there may That's or may not you. be, yeah. you're individually you're the responsible. One to deal you with you it. made the choice. Right. You, you live with it. Yeah. It is the mother's choice. Yeah. It is the mother's body. But just like a two-year-old is the mother's responsibility mm-hmm. if a mother's present, or you know, it's the parent's responsibility or, or some type of guardian. If you don't feed that child, you don't give it water, you don't give it health care, that child is going to die. Or don't right. take care of it and responsible is gonna die. Just like you're responsible for the baby in utero so I do understand when you look at it from that perspective why some people think it's murder well you know let me let me run this by you just you know like you said playing the opposite side of the field so let's say um, you're walking into an abortion clinic you're getting an abortion you're 100% getting an abortion well you jaywalk and um, that guy down the street he wasn't paying attention he was on his cell phone he hit you and he didn't kill you but he killed 
your unborn baby. Well, he's going to jail for feticide. So why why is he going to jail for killing your unborn baby that you were walking across the street to abort? Mm. Yes, that's a law, feticide. You can kill, you can hit a mother who's pregnant and you are going to get two charges. You're going to get, let's say he was drunk driving. Let's be for real. He is going to go to jail for manslaughter or murder, whatever Mm. they're gonna call it for killing you and he's going to get another charge on top of that for killing that unborn baby so why is he getting in trouble for killing a baby that you didn't want so Mm. you know there's always you can play this so if it's if it's not a real baby if it's not a life then why does someone who kills a pregnant mother get two charges or why does someone i wasn't aware that that's very interesting that's 100 percent a real charge and people have went to jail for Mm -hmm. feticide and other things does that and this might sound like a silly question, but is that law applicable to men and women? Like, yes. can a woman get like, that charge? If I come, if you were pregnant and I stabbed you in the belly, mm. I killed your baby. Yes, I just murdered an really? unborn baby. It's feticide. Okay, so it's not mm. it's not just something to do with no. men. Men, no, 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 no. Have that yeah, no. Anyone who murders an or- unborn baby maliciously, yes, you are getting a charge. Is that just in the state of Georgia? Or is no. that is that no. nationwide? Yeah. Wow, I yeah, didn't know that's that. A, that's a. I mean, there have been cases where people have hit you know, pregnant women mm. with cars, you know, or something like that. And yeah, they've gotten wow. uh, that charge. And then, you know, God, I had a, I had another thought that was like playing the opposite side of the fence of something that we were talking about. And I forgot. I'm so it's bad. My back. brain doesn't work correctly it's anymore okay. after having kids. <laughs> my brain. It'll come back. It's okay. My brain's gone. It's but, fine. you know, that's one of my biggest arguments is, you know, when people want to say, is it right or is it wrong? I can't tell you, but let me mm. ask you this. Mm. You know, why does he get in trouble right. for killing something that you mm. didn't want? Mm. You know, he, he should he, he should be able to say, well, you were going to abort it. Why am I going to jail for killing it? Right. But well, that no, doesn't work. Well, he wouldn't work. be able to know that if the right. mother had died. Right. Yeah. Well, it, let's say you lived. Right. And you're, he's going to jail for killing your unborn baby. Well, mm. you're going to be at mm-hmm. the court. And you're going to be like, yeah, put him in, get, lock him up, give mm. him life, give him a death sentence. But you didn't want your baby. Right. You know, so again, that's so extreme. And it, it is. It's, it's it all is. Case it's it's as case. extreme as incest and yeah, crazy other things. Yeah. You know, so there's all kinds of extremes for both sides of the fence. Yeah, that again, that's but, that spectrum. Right. The other thing I think um, we should talk about because again, the right versus wrong, we could mm-hmm. sit for hours and hours know, and hours, crazy. and we could get so many people into the conversation, and we would we could never have a whole podcast about it. Right, and we would never. <laughs> I don't think because if it was true, the world wouldn't be fighting about it. We right. wouldn't come to like a oh yeah we all are on the same page nobody will ever be on the same page anymore so part of me just feels like the way forward within this specific conversation between you and I and the global conversation Mm -hmm. is okay so if we're going to say let's say that we do make abortion illegal and everybody who gets pregnant has to have their baby how are we going to support women postpartum how are we going to ensure that women have the financial, physical, emotional, um, incidental needs mm-hmm. met, and incidental being like housing, healthcare, right. access to food, all of those things. How are we going to change our society's mindset right. to support women? And I have no answer for that. But I also don't think it should be illegal in that sense. You mm-hmm. know, you shouldn't force anybody to do anything. But I think my whole point about it at the end of the day is educate yourself Mm -hmm. and you know if it's not going to be detrimental to your life to have that baby and let someone who really would love it adopt it then Mm -hmm. do that instead Mm -hmm. you know but going back to what you're saying such a gentler option i mean i don't know if i could do that you Mm -hmm. know i i I couldn't i'm i tell you motherhood changed me like i've always been very protective but i when i tell you i would kill for my children Mm -hmm. you do not have to question whether i'm just being crazy like if you come at my children i would kill like i would take on wild animals to protect my kids like mm-hmm. it changes your mindset right. it it was like a flip was switched a switch was flipped i totally get but, well no one would blame a mother yeah, grizzly bear for correct, attacking someone right, if they went right. for and it happens cubs. all the time it happens, it happens all, the, all time. the time one thing is we didn't mention but i'll i'll tell you because it's just funny is before i had children i didn't like children I'm not a children person. <laughs> I don't like kids. I still don't like kids. Like right. I go into Walmart and somebody comes some kid screaming across the store. I'm like, oh, shut that kid up. And then it's my kid. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Leah running in the. Leah, damn it, come back here. Um, but there's no, like you said, you know, there's no end in sight to this conversation. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a agree to a disagree. There's mm-hmm. a mutual respect to it. But you know, one more thing I did think about is 
you know, the argument, one of the arguments that annoys me, part of the education thing is not calling it what it is, mm-hmm. you know, calling it a ball of cells or, you know, right. it's not alive, you know, in that kind of aspect of you, it's okay to abort mm-hmm. a baby, but you're going to jail and paying several hundred thousand dollars if you crush a bald eagle egg. You're going to jail and you're getting fined several hundred thousand dollars if you crush a sea turtle egg because they're endangered. I know humans aren't endangered, but unborn things are obviously lives. If you, mm. you know, we're talking about animals here. Mm-hmm. So what's the difference? Supposedly we are more sentient beings than animals are. So mm-hmm. how can you say that a spawn of a human is mm-hmm. not yeah. worth what an animal is? And, and this whole argument of you know, viability outside right. of the womb, I sort of touched on it earlier mm-hmm. that, you know, if you're saying, well, it wouldn't survive outside of the womb, it couldn't mm-hmm. it couldn't function, so therefore it's not a life. Well, if you leave a 12-week-old baby in its crib and it's don't... It's going to die. Yeah. And, it's happened. Right. So how is that any different? You know, we can clearly all agree that a 12-week-old baby is alive, functioning, right. has value. But if you don't take care of it, then it's, go- it, it's, not, right. it's not viable on its own. It's right. going to breathe until it starves it to death or... Yeah has an illness that isn't attended to so I really do in that way side with the the, that it is life yeah and the idea that life starts at conception Mm -hmm. that if you think about it like that that when it comes to viability until a child has the I mean um, my two-year-old can't take care of itself you know what I'm saying like can a two-year-old dog yeah because right. they are, di- yeah. you know, they're Until animals. a human being can feed themselves, mm-hmm. you know, even if you go up to, you know, teenagers or somebody, unless right. you're working the systems of society to get a job that then mm-hmm. feeds yourself and to get healthcare, all the things you need to stay alive, you're depending on someone else. So right. just like that fetus is depending on the mother, right. when you look at it in terms of viability, there's no real timeline of, right. of where it starts and stops right. in terms of when it needs care. Right. And uh, one of the other things I I remembered what I was going to do earlier is, you know, we, we like to say my body, my choice. You're correct. It is your body. Sure that yeah. I just feel like we've, we've gotten detached from right. life itself mm-hmm. is sort of where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. And it's just sad. At the end of the day, whether you believe in it or not, if you sit down and think about it, it's sad. Mm-hmm. It's, I totally it's sad that people don't. That emotion, yeah. It, you know, it's, it's sad that people don't respect life at all you mm-hmm. know people are abusing animals people mm-hmm. are abusing children and there yeah. are some people out there who do not need kids don't yeah. get me wrong you should not yeah. be parents mm-hmm. should not be allowed around kids and i completely agree yeah. but isn't it interesting how you have to have a license to drive you have a like have to have a license to practice medicine you have to have a license <laughs> you should to... probably have to have a degree to have kids <laughs> you, you, anybody can have a child it's crazy i mean a 10 year old can have a child i mean Let's hope not, but well, I guess but possible. they they yeah. physically can, but they shouldn't. It's it's happened though. I think the I youngest did. pregnancy was eight years old oh, in some part God. of the world. Think about the child Who's brides. Sex at eight, well, think eight about years child old. brides. Oh, you know, my. I mean, so you know, we're very lucky to have the freedoms we have here. Mm. I just think that we have gotten so detached from life mm-hmm. that the the value of life that we just. First off, we don't respect our freedoms here, mm-hmm. and we just kind of are going a little bit crazy. Yeah. And- Another thing that I think is really interesting that's, I guess, the opposite to the conversation mm-hmm. about abortion is the conversation about, like, um, offspring control. Right. That, you know, China has mm-hmm. this, is it one used, baby rule, they, or is that banned, is that gone they now? They used to, but I'm pretty sure that's gone now. Okay. They used to, yeah. So that's but, why there were a lot of yeah. female... Um, Chinese babies that you could adopt is because the families would get rid of them Mm -hmm. to have um, boys and as far as I know I I think I read an article a month not a month a year or two ago where like the abortion rate is actually high in China still because male offspring are preferred which that is so ridiculous because why would you prefer one sex over the other you need if you want to talk about if it's just for procreation you need both sexes but because the argument or conversation is is how can you tell a woman culture some cultures value men over women and that you're not going to get rid of that it's a ingrained Mm -hmm. uneducated you know unless the generations as they right it may grow out but it might grow But the idea that you could tell a woman or a family you cannot have any more children right. than this. I have a cousin who has seven children, values every single one of her right. children Takes and loves care of them. them. Great. Yeah. Right. So, but then when you're, I read a statistic the other day that um, in um, 1960, 
the population of Mexico was 30 million. And now and today, in 2019, or I think maybe it was the 2018 census, and I could be getting the numbers wrong, that the population was 134 million. So literally in 50, 60 years in Mexico, which is just Mm -hmm. an example um, of a country, 100 million people have been born. And we know that that specific example is um, a high increase of population is is probably due to it being a mostly Catholic nation where people aren't using birth control. They're not allowed to use birth control. For right. religious reasons and that. Yeah, so people are having yeah. six, seven, eight kids. That's crazy. Yeah, well, That's it's crazy. when in when you're in a religious sector, mm-hmm. there's um, where, where there's limits on what birth control you can right. use. You're going to have a lot of kids. Right. And I also think that just like we're talking about the responsibility for okay, if you don't want to get pregnant or if you're not looking to have mm-hmm. a baby right now, you need to use the resources which we are right. totally acknowledging. We are privileged to live in a country for where sure. they are sure. accessible. You need to go to Planned Parenthood or you need to go to the grocery store and you need to spend free condoms yes your uh, time getting educated and you need to be using birth control and I remember when my mum was talking to me about sex as as a teenager she was saying if you're not having sex with someone who you can talk about these things with which includes how do we be safe here against STDs how do we not get pregnant and that's not something a lot of young people can do especially not here I mean I'll tell you we did not have a health education class like that like I think that maybe we had one class we were required to go to that talked mm. a little bit about STDs but they did not pass out condoms they didn't teach us how to be safe it was so that's, that's a, irresponsible it's, it, it is and I don't agree with that I want my children to know I want my children to know how to be safe because God forbid this nasty world they come home with something they can't get rid of I know? think that just just as people and we'll use like a really conservative person as an example you know who says abortion is totally wrong well, if you think that then you should be the most pro, know all of your options. Right. We should Instead not. Instead of just abstinence. Right. That's so stupid. I'm like, if you think abortion is the worst thing in the world, but that yet you support your child going to school that's got an abstinence only policy, that is the most polar opposite right. crazy thing I've ever heard in my life. Well, it's kind of, you know, it, it's human nature. It's if you're told not to do something, you really want to do it. Mm. So if you're telling your kids, like, don't have sex, don't have sex, like, they're going to do it. They're I'm like, sorry. What this... is sex? I guess if you're not going to tell me about it, I better go do right. it to find out even or what it let is. Let me look in magazines or movies and get the wrong mm. information. Or let me get educated by pornography. Right. now, God. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Which Please. is probably what's happened to a large amount of the generation here. But mm-hmm. I, I completely agree with you there. I, I want my children to know and I want them to be aware and, yeah. like, I don't have girls mm-hmm. and thank God because one thing that uh, one of my friends said was you know with boys when you have a son you got to worry about one penis mm-hmm. when you have a girl you got to worry about them all unless she's a lesbian <laughs> well yeah, there you go <laughs> you might have had lesbian children you don't know <laughs> there you go yeah um, the other thing is when abortions are illegal mm-hmm. which they are in many countries across the world mm-hmm. just like we mentioned how if you're only teaching abstinence in schools, right. students still have sex. Right. If abortion is illegal in a country, women still have abortions. Right. They just go about it in a really unsafe right. way, which is what today we would call something like a coat hanger abortion. Right. Yeah, that's a term that you know they used to use when it was yeah. illegal here. And so that goes to show that making it legal, another argument, right. um, I watched a documentary many years ago about how prostitution is legal in New Zealand, mm-hmm. and it's legal and regulated. So the sex workers are in like they almost go to work like people would go to work it's in like office. that show we were watching the other day harlots <laughs> right but but their t- their their rights are fought for mm-hmm. they each room for the for the workers have a, has a panic button that's directly connected to the police like they're totally um supported and it's regulated new zealand has many lower statistics of rape for sex workers because people don't consider that that's a thing right. they think if you're selling sex you can't be raped of course you can because yeah, that can. might not be the service you're paying for right. and and they well, were, just some people have some psychotic right fantasies or getting too, hurt, or angry, you know, yeah, and abusive, so it's really, whatever you call it. It's really interesting how that happens. But 
the the idea that well if you make it illegal people won't do it that's clearly clearly not true because the um the statistics of unsafe abortions across the world which from my research again from undispatch which is a statistics Mm -hmm. um website they're talking about where the most illegal and unsafe abortions and it's interesting how those two go hand in hand Mm -hmm. happen and they're in impoverished parts of the world where there is a lack of education there's a lack of access to health care there's and probably a re- women just don't have the rights that they right. have a hundred percent yeah so do you know as a nurse some of the consequences physically that a woman could go through if she's having something like a coat hanger abortion? I mean I don't know what the what the tools they use or anything mm-hmm. like that but I mean you can have anything from horrendous infections that kill you mm-hmm. to you can probably perforate your uterus or other organs mm-hmm. and then that leads to infection and death mm-hmm. you a sterility meaning you're sterile you can never have children I mean there's all kinds of things that can happen from yeah. that. those kind of those kinds of things can happen from illegal healthy in America right. great health care abortions it's, that's an, a risk you know that you have to sign off when you go to have that procedure mm-hmm. and but especially in those kind of countries I'm sure they're doing it in a back room maybe not sterile you know those people are probably it's just medically dangerous quadrupling their risk of death infection mm-hmm. and I mean it's sad it's mm-hmm. it's sad and I mean in th- a lot of those countries those women probably are raped regularly or forced into marriages they don't want or you know and things like that and mm-hmm. You know, you can't really blame them for not mm-hmm. wanting to have children. I mean, like I said, you, you you try to put yourself in those positions when you're talking about something like this. It's like, you know, I've kind of sat there and I'm like, what, you know, what if I was raped? Like, what would I do? You know, mm-hmm. first off, I would tell you, I would pop as many plan B as I could because, mm-hmm. you but know, some I would just try to prevent, a you know, and, and I don't know this. I don't know the scientifics mm-hmm. of plan B, but, you know, if I was raped, that would be my immediate thing to do would be take a couple of those and hope to God that I didn't get pregnant, you know. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you what I would do mm-hmm. if I was pregnant after that. I just can't tell you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's something that's extremely yeah. hard because on one hand, do I want a rapist child? No. But on the second hand, like, it is half me and it does have a beating heart. So mm. and I think for such a heated topic that as we've clearly stated, like, the conversation is <laughs> never going to come to a close. It's never. People have opposing opinions mm-hmm. and I think at the end of it, just like any other difficult topic where it's very polarizing mm-hmm. I think the thing to do in my opinion and this specifically with abortion is we need to have better education right. we need to tell people what their options are mm-hmm. we need to have those options within the healthcare system right. more available to people and we also have to have compassion we, we have do. to understand yeah. that we as you said we don't know what we would do in certain situations mm-hmm. until we're in them and so until we're in them um we've got to be grateful that we live in a country where we have right. our freedoms protected that we can make our own choices Correct. even if somebody feels opposite to us and just try and be as empathetic and loving mm-hmm. as we can to other women because we don't know what we we would do but right. lord knows it is a difficult difficult it, it's, subject it's a difficult very difficult and you know you you touched on it i think as a nation just maybe the world in general you've been all over the world i haven't so I can't really speak on that, but we've just lost compassion in the social media age. And, Mm. you know, it's easy to condemn people without ever knowing. And, you know, like I said, I do think things are wrong, but I'm not God. I'm Mm. not a higher being or the law even. You know, I'm not going to tell you what's right or what's wrong. Like, I personally feel things are right or wrong. And if you want to hear my opinion, I'll tell you my opinion. You know, and I'll tell you why I have my opinion. Mm -hmm. I I have my opinion for very specific reasons. It's not just like I went along with my family. You know, I have most of my family is anti-abortion. It's Mm -hmm. not okay. And that's their opinion. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't fight over it. We don't, I don't argue with them. I don't care. Mm -hmm. You know, and I don't really have liberal family members just from where I'm from. It's Mm -hmm. (laughs) very conservative. But, you know. I have one or two, and it's just a touchy subject. It's never, like you said, I don't think we'll ever come to a agreement agreement on it as a nation or as the world even. There should be something to help women, you know, that you really shouldn't feel helpless. There Mm -hmm. should always be a place to go. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think we try to do that with different facilities, and, um, and I don't know what all they are, like different women's places and things like that. But more, uh, 
availabilities to anybody who feels helpful. And, you know, the, one of the biggest things is adoption. Do you mm. know how expensive adoption is? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's tens of thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah. Why is that? Why is, is adoption that so ridiculous? expensive? The, it costs in a, a family tens of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. to adopt a baby. Mm-hmm. My question is, where does that money go? Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's a whole other subject. Lawyers we probably, should, and we probably shouldn't and, get into that. But, yeah. like, but that think, is a great that idea. A, why don't we just make that more accessible? Yeah, that impoverished mom, why does, if, if it's really got to cost that much, like, why doesn't that money go to her to help her not get in that situation again? Mm-hmm. You know, why does it cost a family? There's lots of families out there who can't afford adoption, but mm-hmm. would love babies. Right. So it's easier to get a baby from another country mm-hmm. than it is to adopt an American baby for yeah, an American. I know that's that true. That is insane. It is, it is insane. There are so many kids in foster care. And, you know, that being said, a lot of people, you know, don't want the older kids. And mm-hmm. that's wrong in its own ways. But mm-hmm. a, a lot of people, you know, that can't have babies, they do want adopting a baby. But there mm-hmm. are lots of babies out there. Yeah. And that's so true. Like you said, there's got to be another another options. There's got to be better ways to help yeah. people. And yeah, I don't know what they are. I don't I don't perceive to be a super intelligent person on the ways of the world or anything mm-hmm. like that. But I would love to help mm-hmm. and see people be helped. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, we've come to the end of our hour. All right. Didn't that go really it fast? Did, Everybody did. says that. I feel it too. I look at the clock and I go, oh, wow, we've been chatting for over an hour. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to come and be a guest on Let's Be Honest and to give us your insight and just for being so open and and wonderful. Thank you for coming. Hopefully nobody hates me after this. No, we would never. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of let's be honest be sure to follow us across social media using the tag let's be honest the podcast and tune in next week for a very special episode bye